Welcome to the Truth About Dentistry podcast. I am Dr. Peggy Bound, a successful solo dental practice owner in St. John, New Brunswick. After years of figuring out how I wanted to practice, I now run a fully digital clinic providing my own brand of dentistry on my own terms. It wasn't easy and I'm still learning, but I know I have so much knowledge to share. This podcast is created to help inspire young dentists or anyone looking to transition to a more digital practice. I aim to give you actionable step-by-step strategies to help you navigate the modern dentistry landscape. If you're looking to become more digital, improve your skills, or even have a more profitable practice, then this podcast is for you. Now let's get started. Hello everyone. Welcome back. It's so nice to have you here. It's Friday and Quincy and I are here. The office is very quiet and it's lovely. We're dispatching our last few episodes for 2023. Can't believe that. And uh, I wanted to start off this uh, session with uh, talking about something that I think a lot of dentists go through, which is a little bit of maybe we beat ourselves up after the fact, but it's partly because the patient calls back or has some issue with something we did and we tend to take it very personally. So if that resonates with you, then this episode is for you because if you've ever done something and the patient was unhappy later and then you, you know, you did your best, you know, you actually did a good job, but the patient still is saying this or that or posting this online or whatever it is, it's like how to get that out of your head and how to deal with that so that you, it doesn't wreck your day, your week, you know, like you're worried about the next time they come in. Uh, I just wanted to address that because there was a case that, that recently happened to me and a very similar thing. And Quincy and I were driving back from Sussex and we're like, you know what, this is a really good idea for a podcast uh, episode. And, uh, you know, it's really sort of what we go through. We're really on this high. We've made this beautiful smile for a patient, or let's say we've done a gotten them out of pain or we've done something for them but in my case of course usually it's smile transformations but we have found out later that there's some issue and now all of a sudden all that huge high and we're all excited has turned into something fairly negative and really can lose sleep over it or you can just not feel good and uh, and it just ruined your day and you're just not yourself with your family or you're not self with your team and it's a bit of a shame so you know If we're going to be doing smile makeovers, first of all, I will have to say this, you are not going to please everyone. You're not going to have every case that some, a patient absolutely loves. And if you do enough smile makeovers, which apparently I hadn't up until this past year, where now that's all I do, uh, for over a year now, I guess I've been doing just, uh, mostly all smile makeovers all the time. And so it's really, I guess I'm thinking in the whole year, it's only been maybe three cases where this has happened. So it's, it's, it's rare, right? But it doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. And it's not if it's going to happen, it's, it's when, and you're going to, you're going to need to know how to deal with it. And you you should, be okay with it to some degree. And these are the things I want to kind of share with you to help you accept that this will happen. But then what do you do when it happens? Is there something you can say to yourself or do that can mitigate or minimize the the stress and and the discomfort that you're going to feel emotionally? So there's two main times I think this is going to happen, what you're going to experience something like this. And one is the first one is when the patient is right in the chair and you sit them up and you're expecting them to be wowed and you think it's going to be a very positive experience for everyone. And 
they will say, like, again, this has happened. I really don't like them or something like that it's along those lines. The other time that this could happen is you think everything's okay or at least you get them to a place once they leave where they're happy. Maybe you've made a few changes. And then you get a phone call like a week later or something like that and they're quite upset. So those are two separate times in which you're going to perhaps encounter these this situation and in both cases you know you have to address it it's a little easier I would say the first scenario is a little easier uh, to deal with because you're right there you're still in work mode you're you know you can see you can listen to them when they get the phone call from you know your receptionist comes to you and says oh you know so-and-so called back and they're really unhappy a million things will go through your mind like actually a million I tend to exaggerate on most days, but I am not exaggerating here. So you then create all these scenarios in your head of like what it is. Your, your receptionist may not have gotten all the answers or the patient didn't tell them. So now you're creating all this drama in your head over what? Pretty much nothing that you can do at that time, right? So let's dive into the first scenario. So the first scenario is you sit them up and they... They're like, oh, or they say they love them. This actually happened to me too another time. Patient was so overjoyed. Like I actually recorded, everybody knows I record my reactions on video and not with in my camera in the patient's face, but from behind. And the patient was like, oh my gosh, I love them. And then I stood her up and she looked at me and she's like, I don't like them. I'm like, what? <laughs> like just a total, like just right into the ditch as far as, I couldn't even understand what she was saying because I couldn't understand because the reaction, initial reaction, and what she told me later is that I didn't want you to feel bad, so I told you that I loved them. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, okay, don't worry, don't worry, listen. So a couple of things that should have been done beforehand that I will say, please, please, please do this if you're doing smile makeovers or anything. You should prepare, prepare your patient before they come to the appointment that that first appointment is, you know, very close to the final but it's still a work in progress and that we will be booking you back for an edit a final edits appointment so if there's something you don't love or if there's something that you know you see later absolutely don't worry we actually reserve a separate appointment for you and there's no charge at that appointment to do any little minor changes or tweaks or adjustments or whatever and you know we're going to take care of that so that they kind of have that idea now in the appointment I also remind them of that and now I do and I also say before I show them because I may show them before I do all the final polishing like maybe there's some things I've got they may want like maybe it's a shape thing or so I may not do all the final polishing final final polishing right to the end and so I will now sit them up and say look you're still a work in progress I'm going to show you but I want you to know that we're not done so be very clear about that because they may think that you're done and that by saying that they don't like something they're being a pain patient like they're being a difficult patient most patients are not going to be rude or going to be you know problem about it but they're going to be like kind of reserved about whether or not they say something at that time they're more likely to call back later perhaps or whatever but I've had everything happen to me I mean god I hope I have had everything happen to me but you know I've had people do you know have some kind of crazy reactions where they 
again, just want you to explain to them. Now, they're not always listening. They could also be on Ativan. Like maybe they're not, you know, all there. So you you really want to just prepare them as much as possible ahead of time that you're, they're work in progress. I'm going to show you what I have so far. We're going to make some changes together. And often I'll let them hold the mirror and I'll like make small changes so that they feel very much in control. I'm like, look, okay, watch me as I go here. So just that kind of thing. And, but if you just sit them up and you're like, what do you think? And they don't know they're still a work in progress. They don't know, or they forgot that you said you can make some more changes. They're going to panic. The other thing I would say about all of these small transformations, and a lot of times if we're closing diastemas or we're increasing tooth length, patients will sit up and they will think that they wanted this. And then they will look in the mirror and it's so drastic. It's such a shock to them that they are like, Oh my God, I feel like my teeth are too big. Now what the hell do you do? Right? Like, okay, well I had to close the spaces. So of course they're going to look bigger. Now that's something also that can be prepared for and can be talked about in a mock-up appointment. But we need to, again, prepare them as much as possible. But if they are going to react like that, which actually mo- more people than, than just the odd one that doesn't like them will react that I'm not sure how I feel about them. Like I'm, I don't know if I love them yet. Well, they haven't, a lot of people are really reliant. They rely on their, their, their family, their friends to decide things from them for them, whether or not something they should buy something, whether or not they should do something. So they haven't yet got their friends or family's reaction. And they're sometimes they haven't told their friends or family they're going to do it. And now they're like, Oh my God, when my friends or family see this, they're, they're going to say that's not me. And sometimes some mean family members will actually say that, you know, like, Oh, I, I liked you the way you were. That's a whole nother problem, which again can lead to that second scenario where they call back later. But the situation in this case is that such a shock. So I also try to say, look, it's going to be a surprise. Even though like if I were to cut your hair from like you had really long hair and I gave you this really cool, beautiful, short cut, it may be absolutely beautiful. You may look like a, you know, a Hollywood actress, but you're going to be shocked. You're going to have a hard time with it. Even though I'm going to say, of course, I'm going to, they're going to think that I'm going to say that because I'm the one who did the work. I don't want to have to redo the work. But you really do look better. Everybody thinks they look better, but they don't feel it because they're so used to, and depending on their age, they're so used to seeing themselves a certain way, even if it's a relatively unattractive smile. And they came to you with this problem, but yet now this change is just so drastic. It's not like ortho. It's not like Invisalign where like it's such a gradual change that they're kind of used to it. But this is just drastic. And so within hours they have whiter teeth, bigger teeth, longer teeth, different shaped gums, like no gaps. They have, uh, sharper canines. They have, I mean, it's insane what we're doing to someone's face. And this is why this is so transformational. And yet something like transforming someone's uh, face, uh, in this way can be met with some resistance to change and just, just a human, uh, reaction. So, One thing I I think I want to talk about though, in this case is to realize that it's not about you. So it's their emotional experience that they're going to go through and that you have to take the, I guess, personal, like taking it personally out of it. You have to realize that this is them going through that, what they have to go through. We as dentists will start beating ourselves up, um, and start going, asking, okay, what would you like me to change? What would you... No, no, give them their emotional time and accept that it's really not you. It's just that 
they're having this reaction and that you actually did a wonderful job. I see work all the time with dentists. They send me, you know, um, before and afters. I'm like, oh my gosh, you did such a great job. I know how hard that was, but the patient doesn't. And the patient just sees the big change in themselves. So as dentists, we start beating ourselves up. And, you know, you have to remember, people can just be having a bad day. They may also just like not be okay with such a great change. And it isn't that you did anything wrong. So don't like kind of take it personally, try not to take it personally. And then just try to, like I say, prepare and manage them within that appointment. Now try to get them to a point in that appointment where they're fairly happy. So you've calmed them down and like, oh yes, okay, thank God, like five, 10 minutes, maybe an hour later, they're happier. Like I had a patient uh, last week and I failed to double check that she wanted um, all the, I would say, very minor spaces interproximally, like up by the gum line, what it called like a black triangle area. Now knowing I had to, if I have to fill that, if I have to use BioClear or something like that to fill that, I'm going to make the teeth an unnatural more likely unnatural shape. It's harder to make it super look supernatural and it makes the tooth look wider. So in her case, I had forgotten or I just had didn't check that we, of course the shapes are what I promised, but then up by the gum line, it wasn't quite right. So she kind of panicked and then I said, oh no, it's no problem, but it's going to make the teeth wider. So I, I, you need to know what your patients want. You need to review that ahead of time. Um, but Overall, you have to try to get them to a point where when they leave the appointment, you've done something to amend their fears and you've like reassured them and you've done what you can to the very best of your ability to collaborate with them and get them to where you want. So the next scenario is when you think they were fine, like they left, they, my gosh, they might've even made like a video online saying how much they love their smile. And now you get a phone call like a week later or something like that saying, actually, you know, I got, I got some people saying that they didn't think I should do this or they didn't like my smile. And now I want certain things fixed. And so that's not a big deal. You know, you can fix them. You should be able to feel comfortable and confident in, in, you know, modifying and proving, but that's not what goes through your mind. It's not the, I'm a confident dentist. I got this. I, of course I can fix it. I can fix anything actually. Um, that's not the verbiage that goes through your mind. No, no. It's, oh my God, they're going to hate me. They're going to tell a million people how bad I am. My reputation is going to be this and that. And it just goes on and on. And you can, like I said, you can lose sleep over it. So when this does happen, again, you have to remember when that patient calls up, them leading up to a kind of a pretty upsetting phone call or being rude, let's say to your receptionist or something like that, cannot necessarily be only about the teeth. It may be that they had a really bad day and this is just one more thing and they just need someone to kind of take it out on. Remember that. Also remember that again, it's the patient just being emotional. It may not be directed necessarily at you or that you're a bad dentist. If you meet people where they're at and you reply in a calm way. You follow up with a phone call and say, look, can you tell me more about this? Like when they're calmed down, which is what uh, our team will do myself or, or Suzanne or Quincy. And it's like, okay, actually they're, they, they're not as upset now. Wow. Okay. So like I spent 48 hours stressing when all we had to do was call them back and say, you know, tell me more, like just listen to them. So, you know, I think 
that goes a long way. Like, don't just like, oh my God, and bite your nails off to the quick um, until the moment they come in the door. Don't do that. Um, try to find it where they're at. Try to get more information. The first person they talk to isn't the best person necessarily to handle that. Although I think uh, my whole team is pretty awesome. But I think that they they went home again you can they can have family members they can have all kinds of people who disagree with them doing work like this on their face uh, with their smile people who are very happy with them the way they were and don't think they should spend anywhere from five to ten thousand dollars on on their teeth or a lot more of course but generally it's it's in that range and and so now they're feeling remorse. They're feeling like, but again, it's their emotional. It doesn't mean that you did a bad job. It doesn't mean you're a bad dentist and you shouldn't take it personally um, at all. So if you can remind yourself of that and you can start to say, okay, no, actually I'm a really good dentist. I've never had any situation that I couldn't resolve. I've never had a situation where I couldn't fix it. I couldn't, I've always have options. Like say those positive things to yourself also get someone to call the patient back uh, or call the patient back yourself. Um, you know, look, look at what they're saying. Maybe they're saying something online. Any of this happens, it's going to make it better. You should also be very careful about, um, you know, making sure you book enough time. So don't, don't book them back in like a follow-up appointment, the follow-up appointment. Let's say a lot of my follow-up appointments are like I'll book for anywhere from like 30 to 40 minutes for just touch-ups, final photos with makeup or hair, or whatever. And then I'll also have the, their, uh, their scan done for nighttime appliances or nighttime retainers. We'll book, we know that if they're pretty happy. So touch base with them like before they come in for that appointment because you don't want to find it when they get in the door either. But if you know that they do want some things done, don't make it so crazy in your other chairs. Like make sure that you reserve that time so that you can be really there for them. And yes, it sucks. It's going to happen though, because if you're doing these types of things on these types of patients who are very, again, I'm finding anyway in the patient pool that I have is I have two different groups. I have the very young group where they're also doing a lot of other alterations to their eyelashes, skin, lips, like all kinds of things like that. And then I have the older, like a, like a more kind of maybe over 50 to 60 years old and they're just like a little bit easier. They're not going to resort to social media either when things go wrong. But the very young ones, like they're on TikTok or whatever, they are probably going to be a little bit more dangerous as far as like putting you through some stress. They're going to be very, very fussy. And so you may want to start out if you're just getting into aesthetics and things like that, you may want to be very selective about who you choose. And I think there are some red flags for patients that you know, do come in and want these kinds of procedures. And one of them, the red flags, is how close they hold the mirror to their face. Just watch that. <laughs> That's an old Ron Jackson trick. Um, you know, watch where they, what are they saying? Listen, listen, listen. Don't be rushed. One of my consults that I did for one of these patients that I did not pick up on the red flags for, uh, again, had done a lot of other um, cosmetic procedures. And also that particular consult was a little rushed. I did not take the time to listen and really absorb. And again, it's always been key. I've talked about this in other episodes to really make sure you're listening to the patient and you're documenting and you're reviewing that before you start the case that day. Um, and so, you know, how old they, how close they hold the mirror to their face. And then 
any other types of procedures and things that they're getting done are they talking about their procedures and things like that online like but at the same time just use your gut like you have you have a good vibe whether someone is going to be kind of perhaps easy to work with and if you're not feeling good about it you can say anything I mean you can kind of get out of it um, if you're the only one in the area that does something like that you can still you know get around that I think that Sometimes you may have to consider what you're going to charge. If you're going to have a patient who's really, really fussy, you may have to charge more to make it worth your while because you know you're going to have a lot more of adjustments. Um, but overall, I think you just have to accept this is going to happen. And if you, if you don't know how to deal with these things, you are going to maybe burn out, not stop doing it, um, have, you know, traumatic, uh, you know, anxiety or something like that from it one last thing I will say is that I find if the patient has been challenging in the chair I'm good in the moment I like really be great with the patient the patient won't even see that I'm being flapped at all like not being upset at all I'm never defensive I'm always very accommodating and then what I'll do is I'll not sleep well that night like I'll take it home and then on the next day I'm just really drained um, I mean these appointments are anywhere from six to seven hours long sometimes five to seven hours long so they're draining as they are but then if you also have like the patient very upset or something like that so you may want to be careful about what's booked the next day as just like a little tip um, and give yourself that space and realize you know what like yeah that was really rough today <laughs> and um, and just see what you can learn from it I'd love to hear from you if anybody's had sort of a similar experience I think it might be great uh, follow-up episode we can do even if you'd love to hop on the podcast with me I think this is a really great topic because I think dentists in general suffer from like a lot of mental health issues as far as like being feeling good enough and feeling just potentially harming someone and then feeling bad about it for for days and months and years so if this is something that again resonates with you please uh, post this podcast episode on your story tag me and or just send me a dm on my instagram at dr peggy Baum. anyway it's been a great and i really appreciate you guys listening every week share this podcast with anyone you know who would be helped by this and i'll see you next time thank you so much for listening i really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to to listen to this podcast and again hopefully i inspired you in some way if you feel this was helpful or you have any colleagues that you think would really maybe enjoy some some of the content like this we're going to be here every week and i would so appreciate it if you would subscribe to my channel and also share this little discovery of this new podcast with your friends and colleagues if you do want to reach me, you can certainly find me through my social media channels, Dr. Peggy Bound or Peggy Bound Dentistry, and or you can reach me on my email, peggy at smilesbybound.com. Bye.